The Heart of Relationships radio show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tosinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Licensed relationship and sex counselor, Greg Tosinski, also known as Master G, the Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He'll also welcome live calls from listeners and help him with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? That gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format. Plus, affects compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. But <laughs> to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Welcome, everybody. This is uh, Greg. And, of course, this is the Art of Relationships radio show. I am Greg Dzinski, your host, uh, Detroit's love guru, uh, coming to you live from Detroit. Welcome, everybody. Um, this is uh, the pre-Valentine's Day weekend. You know what? If people want to look at it, it's the Hallmark holiday. Oop, let me adjust this a little bit. Um, if it's the Hallmark holiday, you know, with Valentine's Day, whatever, I'm, it's a great time to look at, you know, to reflect on your relationship and sort of, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Most people are looking at, you know, with Valentine's Day, what am I going to get the missus? What am I going to get the mister? Um, am I going to get, the, you know, the sexy uh, sort of holes in the nipple, lingerie, um, or maybe the crotchless panties, you know, whatever you want to do. Hey, Chris, welcome. George, Danielle, Diana, whoa, what's up? Everybody, the Athens crew is in the house. <laughs> Make sure uh, give them a props to Athens uh, restaurant here in the bottom of uh, the Penobscot building, or I should say the first floor, not necessarily the bottom, but uh, welcome, everybody. Um, so the Valentine's Day, it's a great time to reflect. A lot of people look at maybe anniversaries as a time to reflect on your marriage, on your relationship, maybe what areas you can improve on, what areas also might be working for your relationship, what you like, you know, the sense of safety, the sense of maybe the passion, maybe your sex like the passion, you want to kick it up a notch. And now is a great time. Oh, Diana, yeah, peace. Oh, I love you guys too. Um, and you look at the situation to where, um, it's a great time to reflect, not only, you know, what am I going to get the wife, the girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, whatever for Valentine's day. Yeah, it's a commercialized holiday. However, you know what? It's a great time to reflect and what, what better gift can you give your partner, your loved one than an enhanced you, a better partner, one that's more understanding, one that's more caring Maybe one that listens better, maybe one that jokes around, laughs, plays around, increases their sense of humor, but what also, maybe you can be a better lover, a better, ooh, you know, passion. Maybe they want a little spanky spank going on, and maybe you're afraid to do that, and you want to try a little bit different things. So it might be a great opportunity, a great time to um, reflect on that. So that's why I said it's a time to reflect Use Valentine's Day as ways to enhance your relationship, okay? And before I go further, make sure you check out my website, The Art 
www.lovesessenceofrelationships.org. Uh, you'll see links to my latest book release, Love's Essence, the Relationship Guide on there, available on Amazon. And also, very important, it's on the top of the video in the header, or should be, you can give me a call. I want to hear your comments, your questions. Give me a call, 313-614-9498. And also, you can throw your questions out at the bottom, right here, the bottom of the chat, okay? Uh, make sure, post them out there. I'd love to hear from you. And the last part of the show, I had somebody that listened to the show. Um, can't remember if it's last, I think it might have been last week or so, that commented on an age difference, right? That we are going to, and I'm not going to, you know, I won't mention names or whatever, but her ex-husband is 40 and his new girlfriend is 20. How many people think that age really isn't an issue? Or how many people would think that is sick, that's disgusting? And it's been going on for the beginning of time. Some people would you know, ancient history, turn their 13, 16-year-old daughters over to someone that was in their 40s. That were, you know, some people might think it's sick, whatever. I want to know what your take is. So we are going to cover that. That should be some exciting roles. And I want to give some, you know, maybe some insights and everything. Are you jealous if your, say, your ex-wife, ex-girlfriend ends up dating somebody a lot younger or your ex-husband? Is it a jealousy issue um, that it hits your ego, or do you hop on the bandwagon like most people, not that it's right, about its immaturity, going through a midlife crisis, she's a cougar, uh, she's only looking for a sugar daddy, all this aspect. So I want to, we're going to have a little bit of fun towards the second half of the show. Again, this is the Art of Relationships radio show, and on Valentine's Day, I want to, I want to know what you're going to do to enhance your relationship. And I talk about this on every show, but I want to be more specific and have a time of reflection with Valentine's Day. Why not give a better gift? Of course, I get it. You know what? You should work on yourself to be the best partner you can be and, you know, emotionally, soulfully, uh, intellectually, even, of course, sexually, babies, um, to look at you can be the best you can. You should be working on that maybe on a daily basis. Yeah, we need to take a break. Not that you work on it 24-7. We have life gets in the way. But you need to reflect on that more than just Valentine's Day. Well, but what better chance to hit you with the show about self-improvement, self-enhancement, and reflect on the relationship. A lot of people center on what your partner, right? You know what, my partner, she needs to change this, she needs to change that, she needs to change this. What about you? It's a time to reflect on yourself and say, you know what, I'm going to give you the gift of, mwah, of me. <laughs> and enhance me. I want you to love me deeper. I want you to freaking crave me more. I want you to maybe respect me more and what I can do to improve those areas of your life, okay? What are you going to do? And I want to hear comments. You know, what are some areas that you'd like to improve on about yourself? And you know what? Maybe it's a little bit. I'll give, you know, Diana a little plug out there from Athens. You know, a little, you know, do you want to explore sexually? Or maybe your partner, eh, what was the term used uh, maybe earlier today? A little vanilla. And how do you go about 
you know what, I want to enhance my sex life, and maybe I like me sexually, but you know what, maybe as a whole, since we're doing a little reflection time with Valentine's Day, maybe I want a little bit of a take with, um, you know, instead of vanilla sex life, I want a little more chocolate or maybe a little mix, a little twirl swirl going on with your sex life. And how do you go about talking about it? So maybe, you know, in a time of reflection around Valentine's Day, now is the time maybe you can look at what can I do to communicate to express myself better, more clearly, and not sort of back away from it and be shy and run away from the situation. And, you know, it's a time maybe for self, you know what, I want to be able to talk about any situation, any issues I'm having, or maybe I want to express myself. Maybe I'm afraid to give compliments because I'm afraid that's going to make my self-esteem be a little lower and it's going to bring them up higher than me. And I'm afraid to do that because my confidence level sucks. So there's a lot of areas of self-improvement you can look at. And one might be self-expression. Maybe I want to express my feelings more and not be afraid and be, you know, afraid to be vulnerable to say, you know, I love you. I want this. I want my, you know, I want my nipples tweaked a little harder. I want me to be spanked sexually. Or maybe you're afraid to bring up that, you know what, I want you to express your feelings for me. I want to feel safer with you. So now is the time. You know what? I don't know how to do that. I don't want to rock the boat. And now is the time to reflect on what you can do. First, of course, you have to look on, you know, what areas you want to improve, right? Of course, you've got to know what areas you need to improve on. Maybe a starting is self-reflection. Another aspect, of course, is maybe asking your partner, you know what, what areas do you want me to improve on? How can I be a better partner to you, a better friend, a better lover? Maybe, you know, not as judgmental, not as, you know what, critical. And what happens if your partner is afraid to tell you, right? That would be the relationship self-reflection you know, on top of outside of your own self-reflection on you being a better partner, okay? Um, but I want I want some people to comment down below on what areas they need or they would like to, you know what, maybe improve on. To not only reflect on, yeah, I need to change this, but if you don't do anything about it, you know what, you're wasting your time, right? You can think about it and we can look at confidence level, self-esteem level that gets in the way. And we all get overwhelmed and get tired. You know, there's a lot of people out there that might be, you know, single mothers going to school, work and caring for their kids. It, it, it's hard. It's not easy. Um, or single fathers. I don't want to leave us dads out there either. But to look at the situation, uh, you know what, can I maybe time management better? Can I do stuff to sort of eliminate stress a little bit and take the areas of my life and you know what get rid of stuff that really doesn't matter and maybe I need to reflect on that and maybe time management affects my relationship maybe I say I'm all stressed I'm overwhelmed and you can't give fully of yourself to your partner to your loved one um, I, the last couple I had this evening before the show you know that you know they both work a lot and trying to look at you know one thinks getting gypped the time because they work too much, never turn down stuff. 
and might do other activities when they do have time. It's not with their significant other. It's with a hobby or something. Okay, is that showing a priority basis? And what can you do now? Again, you know what? I'm going to challenge you with Valentine's Day. Give the best you you can give, right? And a lot of people, you know, Valentine's. I didn't buy you a gift. I'm giving you the best I can be to you. That's my gift to you. Am I going to advise that? You can do what you want. Okay, I'm not. I want you to do that. But even a little card, even if you have to do a hand, hand, uh, hand love note. You know, Happy Valentine's Day. I love you. I wanted to give you something from my heart, not just bought. You know what? There's different things you can do that and say. You know what? I want to be the best partner you've ever had. I want to be the best lover, the best you know friend you've ever had. And I want you to help me with that. It's important to me. Now, when I say this, it's never about changing or selling out yourself. It's never about changing the essence of the person you are, what your morals and what your values are. I never, ever, ever do that. But you can evolve. You can grow and become a better person, a better lover, a better whatever. And how many people, maybe you're out there that says, you know what, this is the way I am. Take it or leave it. Mm. Then you're wondering why maybe you're always in relationship breakups. You're always getting left. You're always, you know, whatever because, oh, people don't like me. That's their own fault. Some people get like that, okay? I'm not talking. We can accept us who we are, but you got to you gotta take some hit. You got to take some constructive criticism on yourself and look at, you know what, what areas can I improve you know what? Because maybe it's not working for me. Maybe your self-esteem is so fragile that you come across as arrogant. This is the way I am. But deep down, it's maybe a false sense of confidence within yourself, okay? What areas? You know, we can look at, in your relationship as a person, we can look at so many different areas of self-improvement. It could be financial management. It could be, you know, being less critical. It can be maybe, what about being more central, being more... Uh, seductive to your partner. Maybe you can take the initiative. Yeah, ladies, how many men out there listening to the show want their women to be a little more assertive sexually and say, you know what, Greg, I, I want to rip your clothes off. Don't just tell me, freaking do it. No. <laughs> and what areas can you look at do you want to you know, improve on? Maybe jot down a list. It sounds corny. It sounds childish. Not at all. Because when you get it out of yourself, when you write it down or type it, I don't care, text it to yourself, email it to yourself, you know, with technology, excuse me, that you can look at the areas of, you know what, I want to improve on this, okay? Then you look at, if you don't know how, that's okay. But you can learn from that. But write down areas of improvement you want to do. And you can write it down from financial to Maybe even you can get as specific as kissing, oral sex, ooh, touching, sensuality, romance. You know, what does romance mean to you? There are so many different areas. Maybe be a better parent, right? Uh, like I mentioned before, a better listener. Maybe you can be a better, you know, a better friend to your partner. Maybe you could be a better sounding board. You can maybe help your partner by taking some stress off of their plate right? Maybe some people out there have a hard time of allowing people in and allowing themselves to get help or seek help or ask for help 
because maybe their pride is at stake and they're independent. I get that. You know, I, I give people a lot of credit for that. But this also might be a time, you know what, maybe I can allow some help. And it's not about, you know, being selfish. It's not about being overly needy. You can still ask for help and be independent and be confident, people, big time, okay? Oh, my God, Wendy from Texas is in the house, former Detroit girl. One of her, uh, her husband, uh, Jeff, is listening in, too. I don't know. <laughs> Respiratory therapist, not a nurse. I got yelled at the last time she listened to the show, so hopefully. <laughs> Sup, Greg? Hey, Wendy, hopefully I got that right. Respiratory therapist, not a nurse. I don't want her to uh, sort of verbal, <laughs> verbally or, um, you know, kick me in the nads, whatever, for uh, screwing that up last time. Um, so say hey to Jeff, your hubby down there in Texas. So, um, you know, what areas, again, write it down. Write the list down of, you know what, what you want to improve on as a partner. And if you don't know, ask your significant other, okay? Ask. Maybe they're afraid to tell you. Maybe I did a show months ago about what? Why men lie, not excusing it. You know, don't get defensive if they say, you know what, I could, maybe, you know, I'd love it if maybe you used a little more tongue action, you know, while you're orally pleasing me, whatever. Maybe I want you to, you know, kiss my nipples, lick my nipples, whatever. Maybe I want you to kiss me all over my body. You know what? Be honest. But, right, not only self-reflection, you can think about it, right? But there's got to be action behind it. Maybe that would be a thing. You know what? I need to not only talk. I need to take action. I need to do something about it. So maybe your insecurities get in the way and you're uneasy with, you know what? I'd love to do this. I'd love to do this, but I'm scared. I'm fearful. I get it. You know what? You you might, you know what? I'm terrible. I'm not good. I've never done this before. Whatever it is. Maybe it could be I'm not good at opening up. I'm not good at expressing my feelings because I got crushed before. Now is the time. Use the Valentine Day holiday as a time to not only reflect, but to start taking action within yourself and within your relationship to be the best partner, the best lover you can be, that they've ever experienced, whatever. And that hits on, mention again, it hits on, of course, the physical, the sexual, right? It hits on, sexual is not just physical, of course. It is emotional. It is soulful. It is heartfelt. And it is, has to do with the mind, the intellectual aspects as well, and respect factor. So there are a lot of areas. Maybe, you know what? I complain about weight loss, my body image, okay? Some of us, People know that know me personally. They know I'm short and bald. Not a damn thing I can do about it, right? But I own it. And so what? It's okay. So maybe there's some things you can do that you keep talking about it. And now it's the time you're going to do about it instead of maybe you're a nag. You're a nag. You nag a lot. You complain a lot. And you look at, hey, Lori. <coughs> oh my God, my voice just cracked. <coughs> oh, puberty. But um, you know what? That you look at the situation to where you are one that is going to look at the situation that you need to um, put action to that. You know, I get it. You're fearful. You're scared. 
Maybe you are just complaining all the time. I hate myself. I hate the way my butt looks, my legs look, my, my stomach looks. I need to eat better. And you're always complaining how you look, but you don't do anything about it. Yes, it does. It takes a lot of work. I get it. It's not easy. Okay? However, are you going to sort of put your money where your mouth is? Okay? And maybe now is the time. Valentine's Day is a self-reflection on you being the best partner you can be. Not only that, and that sort of encompasses, it's all encompassed, when you do that, it also improves and enhances your relationship when you can be the best lover, the best partner you can have. So what better time to reflect on all this to, than Valentine's Day, of course, right? And start doing it. What's it going to take for you to do that, to be brave, and then you know what? I might not be perfect at it, but I'm going to improve. Allow yourself to not be perfect, people. Okay? Don't hold that in standards. And what's going to happen? Oh, my God, Danielle, you're right. I think it's just a woman's human nature to complain. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble here, and I might just not even comment on that one. Um, maybe there will be some uh, guys. Chris, uh, Chris, you want to... <laughs> Chris, you want to touch on this one? <laughs> I ain't even going to Chris, uh, buddy of mine, Chris. Hey, Kirk, oh, my God. Yo, what's up? Um, all the way from Jamaica. What is going on? Um, that's cool. Nice seeing you, Kirk. I appreciate you signing in, listening to the show. But I'm not going to touch it. Danielle mentioned I think it's just a woman's nature to complain. You know what? Can you change that nature? <laughs> Like Mother Nature, you can't control her, but can you sort of evolve and sort of prepare for Mother Nature with an umbrella, dress warmer, you know, dress sort of cooler? <laughs> you know what? I, I, that's a good question. I'm probably blushing at that because I don't want to get slapped by a lot of women. And are there guys that complain a lot too? Yes, there are guys that complain a lot. So is it just a... Um, you know what, is it just a woman's nature to complain a lot, or can you, you know, work on that aspect? There's a difference between talking about, you know, what you don't like about your partner, right? Some people are afraid to talk about it. They're, they're afraid to rock the boat. They're, they, they're shy and, oh, this is the way I am. This is the way my culture is. You know what, you need to be able to step back and look at, you know what, do you, is it easy for you to blame it on your culture, blame it on how you're raised, right? Because it causes you not to grow. It causes you, gives you an excuse not to grow. It causes you to maybe not evolve because, you know what, this is the way I was raised. This is the way my culture, my heritage is. You know what? I don't, I get that. I respect people's different cultures and everything, but that doesn't make it right. Are you an adult? And can you make changes and evolve if you want to? A lot of people are afraid of it. They're afraid to grow. They're afraid to um, maybe evolve into the person they want to be. And now with Valentine's Day approaching, why not freaking start doing it? Stop the excuses and look at, write that list out, okay, of what the heck you want to do to improve within yourself and within your relationship. Maybe you are not making your partner a priority, right? Maybe you'd rather do, you know, hobbies, hang out with your friends. You know what? You, you I work too much. I'm tired. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. But then you're, you know, hanging out with friends. 
when you do have time. You're not hanging out together. You're doing this. You're doing that. And you're like, oh, it's not that you're not a, you're a priority. You know what? That's just lip service, but you're not showing that person that you're a priority. So, you know, again, maybe these are all examples. Not that these are all examples that I want you to reflect on and look on for this Valentine's Day to give the gift of yourself a more evolved, a better self, um, the best you can be for your partner and for yourself as well. You know what? Maybe as Danielle mentioned, maybe, you know, it's woman's nature to complain a lot. Is it? <laughs> that we just vent, right? I'm all about women venting and men venting too. However, there's a difference between venting and complaining about the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over. You get my drift? You get annoyed if I do that, right? How many people will complain about the same thing, but they're not going to do anything about it? You know what? So now is the time to kick it in the booty, to kick it in the ass, and start doing it, okay? I get it. I'll hold your hand. I'll help you through it, okay? I, it, it can be scary. It can be new for you. Different, maybe... Uh, sexual passion, sexual appetites. You you want to try something new, but you're afraid that your partner might think you're a freak or or weird or whatever. You know what? Take a risk and be out there. It doesn't make you weird. It makes you human, right? And some people, um, you know, the partner might belittle them for something. You know, that's crazy. Would I criticize because of their own insecurities? And you can. Why do you think this is crazy? I wasn't raised this way, right? Eh. Quit using it as, as an excuse and look at how you want to evolve and how you want to grow. And it doesn't make it right or wrong just because it maybe differentiates between how you were raised and how you are now. Now, I'm not saying how you're raised is wrong, whatever. It's just maybe different in different times, different ages, all those aspects. So you can grow, you can evolve into the person you want to be. Now is the time to do it. Valentine's Day, next Tuesday, okay? Um, or, who mentioned? Um, or maybe this is the way I am, but working on things. You know what? I, I agree. It might take us time. It doesn't, change isn't going to happen overnight for most of us, me included, right? But the willingness in making little steps, that's all it takes, right? Little steps add up to big steps. No big deal, right? Little steps. Remember that, people. And I don't care if it's you're going back to college, you want to change the job, but you take little steps to get there equals big steps. Filling out, you know, a resume, changing your resume, that's a little step that could mean a lot. Applying for jobs, that's another little step into getting maybe the job, the career you want. And it's the same thing. Little steps. Remember, don't cut yourself short. The little steps you take build and build and build and can make big changes down the road. So cut yourself some slack, okay? <clears throat> and um, before I take a little breather and talk about, you know, when I come back, we're going to talk about age and difference. What happens if you have a friend, a relative, a sister, a brother? Oh, my God. What happens if you have a daughter or a son that is, say, 20 years old? And they're dating somebody that's 40. Would you kill them? <laughs> would you lock them? Would you kick them out? What the heck would you do? Would you be, After you get flipped out, what would you do? And do you think it's wrong, it's right? And we're going to maybe have a little insight, a little fun, 
when we come back after the break. And also, give a plug, I got asked, I'm very flattered, I got asked by the Detroit News to um, give insights on what happens if this happened during a dating episode or on a first date, a date, what would happen, um, what would you do? Greg, what would you advise as Detroit's love guru, what would you advise? So I had a hand in that, and that's going to be printed out and published in the Detroit News on, of course, Valentine's Day. It's a Valentine's Day special for dating, a little bit of relationship stuff. So look forward to that. I'm excited. It's cool. Um, the Detroit News is coming out Tuesday in the feature section, uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day. And I'll post that on Facebook when that comes out, too. Uh, Wendy, you put wrong, and I have to... Um, what am I wrong about? <laughs> uh, Wendy, before we go on break, you got to type below so I can see what the heck am I wrong about. And I could be wrong. I, I'll admit it if I'm wrong. But I want to know, um, you know, what would you do? Or I, yeah, I want to know, find out what that's all about when you said wrong in all caps. So, you know, you know, is it, you know, is it about the age differences or is it some other comment? Oh, oh, she meant 20-year-old with a 40-year-old. Wrong. She put wrong. This ought to be interesting. Hell, oh, hell no. Oh, oh. Wendy might be a protective parent. Uh-oh. Um, you might be in that situation now. Is that wrong? I don't know. We can talk about maturity levels. We can talk about stage of life issues. And we're going to get into this. Something tells me it's going to be a little bit of fun. Or are already uh, sort of ticking uh, Wendy off in Texas, so we're gonna we're gonna come back and um, we're gonna talk about this age differences in dating or relationships. Is it wrong? Is there a rule of thumb that should be applied, should be followed? And I'm gonna share some stories, so it's gonna be sort of interesting. So don't go anywhere, people. Please do not go anywhere. Um, going to be live, coming right back, don't go anywhere, please stay tuned, and we are going to be back in a few moments after this song, thank you, this is the Art of Relationships Radio Show, be back shortly. I hate you when I say 
start to call myself the grave. It seems what I'm going to tell me is everybody and we're back this is the art of relationships radio show and i'm your host greg tosinski this is uh or i am i should say detroit's love guru and talk about <clears throat> you know valentine's day self-reflection great great opportunity for you to self-reflect becoming the best partner you can be and what can be done for you excuse me or what you can do to make the relationship the best it can be. Great reflection time for Valentine's Day, okay? Now we're getting into a heated topic Oop, for the speaker mic. Oop, let me see if it's working. Toast, it should be. Anyways, um, <coughs> now, <coughs> ugh, need a drink of water. Sorry about this, people. And uh, make sure you go to my website, um, theartofrelationships.org. Uh, check out, there's resources, a uh, bunch of other stuff about me um, on there as well. And we are, the second half of the show, like I talk about, we already have a couple people that are, you know, Wendy is hell no about this topic. What about age differences in relationships? You know what? Say, and I, I made a comment, you know, someone mentioned, you know, I'm not mentioning names or anything like that, protect their identity, but say they're um, X. Husband is dating, um, is 40 years old, is dating someone that's 20. Wendy mentioned from Texas, she said, oh, hell no. <laughs> if she had, what happens if, now, would this be different if the 20-year-old was a boy or a man, or it's still a boy maybe, a, a man at 20 and the woman is 40? You know what? I've worked with numerous numerous couples in this situation over the years where you know woman was 40 her husband was 25 you know what is that right is it wrong Wendy's saying oh hell no Jennifer hey oh Tim and Jen says hey every day every day's Valentine's Day at Parker house Jennifer you don't have to you don't have to lie for Tim at all you know what that is so cool um 
or did Tim make you say that sort of a cue card? Make sure you tell Greg, Greg during the show. And now that would be awesome. You know what? Not only you know, I'm all about that. Real quick before we get into the age difference, Valentine's Day should be. I agree. Is it every day you spread your love, you share your love, you make your significant other feel special, feel valued, feel desired? That should happen on an everyday basis if possible, okay? you I'm all for that. It shouldn't not be just once a year during your anniversary, a birthday. Hell no. It should be done daily. I'm all about that. Do it daily. Express your love and your gratitude and your, you know what, respect for your partner on a daily basis. I agree it should not be just Valentine's Day, okay? And I mentioned that in a uh, blog post I did on Facebook uh, yesterday or a couple days ago. So, Jennifer, uh, thank you for that reminder. Now, let's get into the fun topic of age. Is there a big deal for, you know, age differences? And doesn't matter, say, there's a 20-year age gap. A 15-year age gap. What about a 25-year age gap between significant others? Say, and this could cut across the board, right? It could be lesbian couples. It could be gay couples. It could be heterosexual couples, right? It does not matter. Or to you, maybe it does. I want to hear what your insights are. I already know one person, Wendy's saying, hell no, it ain't going to happen. Now, is there a difference? Is it more acceptable for, say, the man to be younger and the woman to be older? Now, Wendy's saying, oh, hell yeah, I'll take that 25-year-old stud puppet with the frickin' abs and, you know what, with the washboard abs. Oh, yeah, that's different. You know what? Do you change Do you change your tune or change your attitude, Wendy? Oh, you're saying no. I think... Uh, your husband, Jeff, must be listening, too, so you can't be honest. <laughs> would you, if you were single, we'll say, I know you don't want to be, but would that flip it up a little bit? Would that, you know what? Now, guess what? <laughs> Just a baby, but nice to look at. Yeah, anyways, Wendy, as you wipe that drool off, um, would, would that, I want to know, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, would that change things up? And what are your take on age differences? You know what? Is it wrong? Is it right? And what do you think? Should there be parameters, right? And I can get on uh, some difficulties, of course, you know, with severe age differences. Now, severe, is that bad? No. Maybe huge age difference versus severe, okay? Severe, everyone's looking at a bad thing, not necessarily. And I want people to give me a call, 313 614 9-8. And you can also, I want to hear your, or hear, see your comments below. I won't mention your name um, unless you give me permission. The uh, people that you heard me, you know, Wendy, Chris, Danielle, uh, Jennifer, some other ones on there. Um, Megan, hey, welcome. That have gave me permission, you know, a long time ago, or maybe our new listeners gave me permission to use their name. That's why you hear their name. Um, but out of respect for you and your privacy, I'm not going to mention your name without your permission. Now, we have a comment. Here we go. Um, I think it depends on many different aspects. If it's just a sugar daddy, sugar mama, no, not cool. Hey, 
What's wrong with the sugar mama? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> it's not cool. I agree. Um, you know what? Are you just with somebody because of, oh, it's like a business transition. It's a business situation. You know what? If both people are in agreement and consenting to that, so be it. I'm a romantic. I, I'm all about love. I'm not into those business situations. But if they're happy with it, so be it. I'm not here to judge, okay? Now, um, okay, this one mentions, not, no, not cool, sugar daddy, sugar mama situations. Or if the younger one wants something serious and the older is just looking for fun or maybe just looking for someone to show off. Not cool. Oh, like arm candy. Like, uh, yeah, like arm candy, right? No, I agree with that, too. Now, what happens? You mentioned that, you know, if the older one, you know, is looking for just fun and the younger one is looking for something serious, what if we flip that around? How many younger ones want, you know, want to just play around whatever? Yo, I got an older woman or I got an older dad buys me, older dad, older sugar daddy that buys me stuff. And you know what? You know it's fun. It's great. Maybe she, that younger one just wants to have fun, and the older one wants to be serious. So it can get flipped either way. Whatever. Now, when Cynthia, oh my God, Cynthia, welcome. Nice, you finally show up. No, <laughs> I, I I'd love her intakes. You know she ain't gonna be quiet on this. What your intakes are, intakes. <laughs> what your take is, are insights. There we go. On you know. Huge age differences in relationships. Um, what what's a take? But if it's an honest, consensual relationship, I really don't see a problem. Whatever makes you happy, that's what life is about, right? I agree. It's what makes you happy, and this is probably the number one thing that's going to come up. And Wendy, you did not disappoint me. Number one thing I hear all the time: What the hell could a twenty-year-old have in common? With a 40-year-old, regardless of gender. You know what? Maybe it's sexual pleasure. That's something in common, right? <laughs> when he's like going to get grossed out. Oh, ah! <laughs> no. um, could it be, um, is that possible? You know, have in common. Maybe they just, maybe they have similar interests. Music, art, um, movies. They're, you know, it, because of age differences doesn't always mean Oh, she just swore. Bad. <laughs> she just said, F that. Um, it's hilarious. I'm going to piss her off. She loves me. I love her and her husband, Jeff, too. It's cool. But anyways, um, you know, could you have those? Now, that is the biggest issue is, you know, the age differences is generational. Not I look at it more of a stage of, she's laughing, a stage of life situation, you know, one might be younger, say the 20-year-old, and you look at the situation to where, you know what, the 40-year-old might be looking 10-year, 15-year wants to retire, and the 20-year-old is already, they want to start their life, have kids, whatever. So that is maybe as far as a situation to where, you know what, where life stages, stages of life can create problems for age differences, okay? And if you look at the situation um, to where, you know what, maybe one is going to be 70 and the other one's going to be 40, is that going to be a big difference? Is a 70-year-old still going to turn on the 40-year-old 
say if the 70 year old is a guy and the 40 year old is in you know her sexual prime you know what pump up the Cialis right or Viagra would that work and you look at all that situation um, so you look at the situation what would work for you um, oh Jennifer you I was looking for that I'm sorry in the chat below my brother-in-law is with someone 19 years younger and I cannot see how this is okay uh, some people get creeped out now. I'm not saying it's okay I'm not saying it's wrong I'm looking at the situation to where can it work right and is it you know throughout history this has been happening throughout history for freaking ever right for freaking ever so it's not something that is new huge age differences yes stereotypically it's been right the man been significantly older than the woman right I'm not saying it's a right wrong it's why should you judge it right why should you judge it is it because when you're older you're jealous of someone being younger because they look younger, they look more perky, they look more whatever. Or do you look at the situation, is it different, okay? Um, we have someone that type, uh, typed down below, and I can't mention her name without her permission, that mentioned, oh, get this, mine is younger, and this is a female. Mine is younger, and yes, we have had our issues, but it has worked out. Every relationship has issues. But the main issues, and I'm going to get into some main issues I run into with these dynamics in my office, okay? Um, and she mentioned that, you know, mine is 12 years younger. Oh, you go, you cougar woman, you. Woohoo! Good for you. <laughs> Hopefully, you can keep up with you then in your sexual prime, right? Same with different races. It doesn't matter. That's a great point. You know, it doesn't matter with different races or even lesbian and gay couples, you know, is age that much of a difference? And yeah, one person, let's face it, time is against you that you're going to croak, you're going to die before the younger one. Let's just face it, right? Um, so do you look at the situation to where, you know, what areas, family, right? Oh my God, our family worried about it's not going to work because of the age differences, the life stage areas. I get that. I understand it. Or are they more worried about how embarrassing it is to them that my daughter, my my son is dating someone that is 20 years younger, 15 years younger, or 15 years older? You know, it doesn't, is that, are they worried about their embarrassment and how that looks? And we could throw that not only with age, you can throw that in also with what? race it was brought up different races you know sexual orientation same you know same sex relationships doesn't matter it's just a number and it's a skin color i agree daniel absolutely with that but you know how do you you know is that what the main issue is is how everybody perceives it as right and wrong and the social pressure that they get and everybody you know we hear this all from you know movie stars rock and roll stars, music industry, that, um, you know what, they date younger, older, whatever, okay? Look at Elizabeth Taylor, had, I don't know how many husbands, whatever. But you look at the situation that um, if you love them unconditionally, um, now, if both people love each other unconditionally, and I talked about that on shows long, long time ago about, you know, if you love each other unconditionally, both people, that's awesome. That's what I would love. 
but you should not love somebody unconditionally if you're treated like crap. That's that's just not healthy, okay? They're beating you, they're abusing you, they're constantly cheating on you all the time, disrespecting you, they're maybe an addict, um, all that type of aspect, and not getting help, and they're dogging you out, and you're supposed to love them unconditionally. Hell no. That's, that's where I, you know, I want two couples to love each other, or two people to love each other unconditionally, absolutely, in a healthy sense. Um, and someone mentioned, you know, that's pathetic that you would be embarrassed of. Um, a lot of people, I'm going to, not necessarily the couple being embarrassed that with the huge age differences, but I'm talking about family members. You know what? Someone's parents, someone's relatives. What happens if, you know, someone, say the guy has a son the same age as his girlfriend. Oh, my God, my son might steal my girlfriend, right? <laughs> possibility would that creep people out having the same size same age difference same size oh boy <laughs> you know having uh, a child you know what a child the same age as your significant other now would that creep it out and everything else and I agree it is confidence how you carry it and do you worry about other people I'm one that people that know me I don't worry too much about what other people think or of everybody says okay uh, that's typically not me, and I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to go with it, whatever, okay? That doesn't change me as the person I am, um, those type of aspects. But I want to hear some other comments up from other people out there. Do you think that, you know, is there a certain age that it's the cutoff? I'm not dating anyone that is X amount of years younger than me. I'm not dating anyone that's X amount of years older than me. A lot of it, you know, the main aspect is, of course, I mentioned before, is life stages, okay? Where younger ones, let's face it, they might want another child. They might want two kids. Where the other one is older and maybe already has kids, doesn't want to have any more kids. That can create, of course, an issue. But that also could create an issue with uh, somebody, right, that wants kids at the same age and the other one doesn't want kids. So do you end up being with someone that is okay with kids or wants kids, doesn't want kids, whatever your preference is, does that matter on age preference or not? I don't know. I had a friend of mine I used to work with years ago that um, married somebody younger. He already had two grown kids at age 50, married someone in their, I think, early 30s at the time, and they ended up adopting a baby from another country so and she didn't have kids he had grown kids so he has 50 years old and has a baby um you know newborn baby and diapers and all that stuff would you you know would i want that mm, no younger kids that's okay i get that but would i want to have my own kid as a baby again hell no um but being with someone that had a younger kid i have no problem with that it's how we evolve how we grow how we you know, how we love each other. That's what's most important, right? Um, Jennifer, uh, you mentioned what about dating someone younger than your own children? Um, you know, <laughs> there's pe there's people out there. How many people have you heard? I'm laughing, but you know what? It I, there's situ I've dealt with couples like that that say the guy, let's face it, you know, the guy might be, say, 55 and she's 27 
and his youngest kid is like 29, two years older than the wife, his current wife now. Um, so I've seen it, and it's sort of how it's handled. It does create a lot of um, emotional maybe creeping out, but a lot of it is how you handle it as a couple. That's number one. The confidence factor, as Danielle mentioned, number one, and how you guys are and what is most important. Is it about you two or is it about everybody else? And it's not being selfish. You want people in your corner, no matter of age, skin color, sexual orientation, that is positive influence and wants you happy, and that's it, okay? It's about you. As long as you're not hurting yourself, not hurting the person you're with, um, I'm a, you know, whatever. Who are you? Who am I to judge if that is right or wrong? The only thing I can do is, looking at the situation, is, um, you know what, the issues that are brought up, right? How are you going to handle it at family get-togethers? You know, people are, they're hating it. Maybe the dad is going to kill. Maybe the dad's the same age as the boyfriend or current husband. And how are you going to handle those aspects, you know, and to, hey, Christine, hey, peeps. <laughs> um, and how are you going to handle those situations in, you know, if they occur? You know, maybe dad wants to punch the new husband out that's the same age as him. It's creeped out because that's my little girl. Those type of aspects, those are real. I'm not going to lie to you, you know, or, you know, make those up. Those happen a lot. Or mom wants to kill the husband or, you know, new boyfriend. Or maybe mom wants the new boyfriend or husband that's older. Or, you know what, maybe the new girlfriend or wife that is significantly older is the same age as dad. And maybe they're worried about hooking up. You know, that's in any relationship. You're worried about cheating. Uh, that's confidence. And how you work together and how you talk together and how you grow emotionally, that should be what is important. Um, another person mentioned, you know, it's hard for people to accept differences and change, but it's life to each their own. I agree. I, that's how I feel to each. As long as you're not harming yourself and you're not harming anybody else, you know what, physically, emotionally, who, who are we to judge and we shouldn't. We should be more accepting of differences than looking at status quo and looking at societal norms, okay? Um, because there's societal norms, don't make them right. Don't make them healthy at all, okay? Um, Danielle, you mentioned that's the difference in having one together and other having young children. Um, I'm try I think I'm sort of confusing it. That's the difference in having one together and the other having young children. Um, I think I'm confused on that. Oh, Carolyn, thanks for, oh, I can use your name. Thanks, Carolyn. Um, yeah, Carolyn, you mentioned, um, no, I agree. It, it's hard for people to accept any major differences, skin color, sexual orientation, age, you know, huge age differences, and how you handle it. As long as they treat your, your, you know, your son, your daughter, whatever, as long as they love them and treat them well, that's terrific. Um, oh, I agree. Oh, hey. Oh, my God. All the way over from, I think, the Philippines. What's up? Age, just a number. Um, I agree. Age is just a number. What's the difference? Oh, okay, that's it. The difference in having one together and the other one is um, what's the differences in all re reality? 
you know, with step family dynamics, that's what it's going to be, a step family dynamic. You can be, I, I tell people, and I talk about this all the time, because that other person, that young child, you still treat them, you know, you be the mentor, you be the uncle, the aunt to that younger child. Um, absolutely. If you have one together, it is different. Um, it, it, it just, unfortunately, it is. But you can still treat that child like your own. You can still love them. I'm talking about the step-parent, okay? Um, the step-parent or the step-parent role, you can still love them as your own, still care for them as your own. But you get into, you know, discipline measures and all that stuff should come from the biological parent. There, With step-family dynamics, there is a difference because you might have the biological mom in the picture. You might have the biological um father in the picture and when you go you know discipline aspect you know if you're a single mom or whatever out there and all of a sudden your ex is you know your baby's father um is dating somebody else and all of a sudden they discipline your kid they uh maybe discipline different than you do would you get pissed off would you get angry that's what I'm talking about. It's a balance. It's about working together and trying to identify your roles. That doesn't mean, I agree, the step-parent or, you know, whatever, boyfriend, girlfriend, they can love your kid, absolutely. Um, love their kid, you know, as their own and be a mentor and a great positive role model, model and be a huge significant influence in their life, absolutely. And you have to look at every step-family, maybe I should do a show on step-families again. It's been a while to, you know, look at the difference in the role models and the expectations there. You know what, it doesn't mean, um, you know, there there is a difference. And I, you know, we can get into differences between your own kid and adopting a kid and, you know, all those role models. But the only, you know, if the other parent is not involved in the child's life, that might be different, okay? Maybe it's, a, you know, a single mother or single father where the mother, you know, Maybe mother passed away and dad is raising a child or, you know, the the baby, um, the baby mama, if you will, maybe, um, you know, she's raising a kid and the baby dad died in jail, not in the kid's life. Those dynamics might be different. You might be able to have more of the active role, you know, as the father, the parent figure more, okay? Carolyn, you mentioned... You mentioned, I, I agree, the step-parents should step back if both biological parents are involved. It's a couple decision. Doesn't make the step-parent any, not at all. The step-parent can play a huge significant role, just like a grandparent would, just as an uncle, an aunt um, would in that child's life. Huge significance, right? You can be closer to the stepfather or stepmother then you can your own biological parents, so it can be huge, significant. But you gotta you gotta talk about the boundaries, and you gotta talk about what works best for you without disrespecting the biological parent. Um, and that unless you know they're a total pos, um, not involved, not involved. You know you have to look at every situation is different. In the situation we're talking about, you know, step family that was brought up. What if it's a long-term relationship or marriage? Don't you think the stepmom, dad should treat the child just like their own? Yes, in a way, absolutely, as far as, you know, with discipline. This comes to be a big actor. You know, you follow the role, the rules of the household should be decided about between the couple, okay? Not the kids. 
how discipline is received unfortunately needs to go. You can talk about that as a couple, but most disciplining should come from the biological parent, okay? I've worked with a lot of kids, a lot of step-family dynamics over the years and all this aspect. You don't want the, the step-parent, mom, step-father, step-mother, uh, or even long-term relationships that play the step-parent role, um, you don't want them to become the enemy to that parent, okay? You're not my dad, you're not my mom, that type of thing, but you can still have command respect as a couple, and you can command you know, respect, and you can back up the biological parents' roles. You know what? Your mom wants this. Your dad wants this. These are the rules, and I'm here to follow them, just like a grandparent, just like an uncle and aunt would, right? No different, or like a mentor. I'm all about that, and it's how you do, how you work with those aspects, okay? Um, so that's how you work, and of course, you can love them, be a huge influence, just like a an uncle, an aunt, like, yeah, they're like my own kid, absolutely, um, but you have to look at the difference in every situation, every step-family dynamic, and I'll just say step-family dynamic, I'll cover not only married, you know, legally married, but, you know, in long-term relationships, living together, when I say step-parent, step step-family, I'm incorporating all those, married, not married, living together, That that's, I'm incorporating all those, okay, um, Wendy, that's right. You mentioned that I'm a step parent and parent to my child. It's a united front, and everyone should be on the same page. Wendy, absolutely, I agree. And that's when that's when I talked about um, that you you know you talk about the rules of the household and on the same page together and how those work together. Absolutely, I'm all about that. Okay, there's a difference. So um, I agree. You both should be on the same page. But you get into issues just like any, let's face it, biological parent. Say the biological parent's married, they have a kid, and you have one that is more stricter as a parent or thinks we should be stricter, and the other one is, you know, the kids sort of get away with everything with the other parent. You, Regardless, you need to be on the same page. That's a great point. Okay, um, Danielle, you mentioned I feel like the child would walk all over the step-parent if they did not treat the child as their own. Oh, no, 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 no. Not at all. I agree. That's great insight. No, 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 no. Would they walk over the uncle? Would they walk over the aunt? Would they walk over the grandparents? And we all know grandparents spoil the kids or whatever. I get that. No, hell no. You still demand a respect. Say, um, would an uncle or an aunt allow a younger kid you know, even, you know, three years old, four years old, five, six, a teenager to disrespect them, to call them names, to yell and scream at them. Hell no. No, 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 no. Not at all. So you, and that's where the biological parent steps in as well and doesn't allow that to happen and where discipline needs to be worked out. If this happens, we talk about this is what's going to happen and you can, you can co-parent together as step Step parents, absolutely. And that's where, you know, you look at there's kids that walk over biological parents because they feel guilty because they're divorced, a single mother, single father, um, the Disney dad. So that can happen in biological parents big time. Um, you know, th that can happen huge, you know, where freaking biological parents, you can do whatever I want, just love me no matter what. Don't be mad at me, you can get your way. Hell no, that's not healthy. 
And that I agree, the step-parent should not be walked on, and the step-parent should be able, and I'm not going to be walked on if, you know, if being a step-parent, whatever. I'm not going to be walked on. I'm not going to be disrespected. It'd be, you know, would, like I said, an uncle and aunt, a teacher be disrespected by a student in a classroom? Hell no. And if they do, you know what? That's that teacher's fault. Screw that. You are not going to disrespect me. And that's where confidence comes in and owning yourself and having your own, um, let's face it, self-assurance and self-confidence within yourself to, allow, you know what, I'm not going to allow a kid to disrespect me. I don't care whose kid it is, just like I'm not going to allow anybody else to disrespect me, be it an adult or maybe a boss even to disrespect you. Ooh. So I agree, it's very it's unique, and you got to handle each situation in this dynamic as different. Older, how in the heck did we get in the step family dynamics when we went from <laughs> we went from the age significant age differences in dating to this? <laughs> um, I love Danielle. I love hearing people's thoughts and opinions. I'm new to this ball game. It's hard. It's not easy, and there's no, you know, there's not a right. Everyone assumes, you know, like in any textbook, any parenting book, step family book, you know what, They're, they tend to be, you know what, one size fits all. No, hell no. Um, and people heard me bashing different books, um, relationship books, and all this stuff out there. It's not a one size fits all. You need to do what works best for your situation, and it's not a right or wrong. You do what's best for your household, for your child, and for the relationship as the whole, okay? Um so it's not we're you know we're, you learn you learn as you go and you know you try to talk and try to you try to look and foresee different situations how are we going to handle it that's great and then when the reality the shit hits the fan you know what does what you maybe worked on or what you talked about how you're going to handle that might go out the window what you you know what you practice might not be going into play when reality hits but it's good to talk about it, how you're going to handle it. If they do this, they, you know, didn't turn in their homework. What's uh, you know, what's the consequence if they, you know, whatever, you know, whatever they did, they didn't do a chore, they mouthed off, disrespectful. You talk and be a united front, you know. And I say most of the biological parents, you know, discipline should be delivered with that. However, the age of the kid, if bio mom, bio dad is in the picture. There's a lot of things to take into consideration, and it's not a one-size-fits-all, okay? Um, yeah, I, Carolyn mentioned, you know, I personally feel it all depends on the age of the child, too. I, I think I mentioned it. So as a, a younger child grows with a step-parent, older kids, it, it can be much harder to accept the step-parent. Um, I agree, and there's a lot of um, how, you know, step-family dynamics play a role in it, is, you know, also, if you have, you know, let's face it, bio mom, bio dad, are they bashing? Are they jealous? Are they insecure? And I don't want my parent, my kid to love my the stepdad, love their stepmom more than they love me. And that is so sad and it's pathetic that biological parents do that. I tell people, the more people that love your kids, the more people that care for your kids, the better. You need to grow up. And you need to, you know what, get a little mature, emotionally mature about the situation. As long as they treat your kid with respect, they love your kid, care for your kid, that's what matters. You need to grow up a little bit, okay, and not bash 
the other parent. Now, if they're treating your kid like crap, that's a different situation. Because some biological parents out there, believe me, oh, God, I could tell you stories, love to alienate the step-parent. You can't love them. They're mean to you. You better tell me if they're mean, all this other stuff. And they could set up, and it creates a divide. And they sit back and laugh, and they love it. They love to hear their kid, I hate stepdad. I hate stepmom. And it's not fair to the kid, and that's childish, and it's immature. Yes, I am passionate about that. I've worked with it when I used to work with younger kids years ago. I ran into this countless times, and I would verbally put them up against the wall, tell them to knock that shit off. It needs to stop, okay? Uh, the advice I give, because this, you know, I know, Wendy, you've been there for a long time, uh, been better with. When the child is having their visitation with other parent, be more understanding and let it, you know, let it be Disney land at the non-custodial parent's house. Um, I get, you know, it's hard not to and all this stuff, Disneyland at the other house, and you still got to have rules. And it's great if biological, the biological parents and the step family, you know, if both parents, both households have the same rules, I always recommend that. And it's sort of ironic. I'm giving for uh, Macomb County, that's a county north, yeah, north of here, north of Detroit, um, March 4th, it's uh, March's Parenting Awareness Month here in Michigan, and I'm giving a, a seminar on co divorce and co-parenting, believe it or not, um, on March 4th, and I'm going to be talking about this aspect, too, um, quite a bit during that seminar and that workshop, so get a little bit interesting feedback, and I'm still trying to figure out how in the heck we went from age differences <laughs> to um, step-parents. So maybe I'll do another show just on step-parent whatever um, aspects. So think about it. Maybe we got to come back to this. Maybe I'll do a, a post on age differences and let people maybe chime in more on what they think about it, what their views on it. My thing is if they love each other, they treat each other, nice, they treat each other great, so be it, right? Why do you care? Is it because you're embarrassed? Is it because, why? Why are you embarrassed, okay? Um, and that tends to be the biggest issue is, oh my God, I can't see, you know, how was it? Look, my 20-year-old daughter is with someone that's 35 or whatever. A lot of it is that issue that I see a lot of the parents, the family members, they can't handle it because of their own insecurities, because of their own, you know what, I'm afraid to be embarrassed. And that's their own issue. So that's what I'm going to say about that. It's about having confidence as a parent, by the way, with the reason of Disney. Oh, absolutely. I, I get that, you know, big time that, um, you know, it's very difficult when one kid, you know, with the Disneyland parent. But I'll do a show on step family, step family dynamics as well. Um, maybe in the next couple weeks, that might be a good time to do that, okay? Um, so, I want everybody, thank you for listening to the show. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Um, chime in every Wednesday evening, 9 p.m., right here on Facebook, Facebook Live under uh, Greg Dzinski. Um, Do a search. Check out my website, the Art of Relationships radio show. Uh, buy my book, Love's Essence, 
the relationship guide that's available on Amazon an ebook paperback version and pay attention I'm gonna I'm working on getting webinars available they are going to be actual like group relationship sessions um, where I can incorporate a lot of people into a webinar format where there's going to be discussion people can call in and ask their questions whatever uh, in a like group type setting format there will be a fee it's going to be reasonable very cheap fee for those because it's more going to be more of a, a therapy type counseling for group format type thing with relationship dynamics and there's going to be it's going to be like a five ten dollar fee for a seminar no big deal for a couple hours for a live seminar okay but I'm going to get more information out uh, on that shortly thank you for the support the love everything uh, thank you so much I'm very humbled that you're listening to the show and of course as always I want to help people I want to provide insights um, for you out there to make your lives better more pleasurable more passionate more loving and for you to be more confident and more true to yourself okay um, peace to everybody out there Everybody take care, and I will talk to you soon, okay? You're listening to the Art of Relationships radio show on the podcast Detroit Network.